0: Welcome everybody to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, the Lakers are evened up in this series, one to one, and apparently Rajon Rondo is the uh, is the MVP of, of the league right now. Always believed in him. I there are there. Well, the I best. have since yeah. gone back and scrubbed all of the podcasts in which I said anything <laughs> about him. <them>. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Rondo. We're going to talk about. Uh, the game in general, the Lakers put on two of the most just dominating defensive quarters you're ever going to see against Houston in the first and fourth. Um, And I actually, that's where I wanted to start was with that fourth quarter because uh, you're heading into it. I believe the Lakers were down two or three points, something like that, a bucket.
1: And that felt like gut check time. That felt yeah, like, oh, I was like we're, we're about to learn what this Lakers team is about. I said that I, I said that to someone in a, in a DM yeah
0: yeah, that felt like all right this is this is time to put up or shut up and and this also like I, I was tell I was you know doing the silver screen pod with Jas, and one of the things that I said there was, uh in every series that a team loses, you can always look back at the game that they actually lost it in. Mm, no, that's a great point. I love that. Yeah, and uh like the 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 in 08 the Lakers lost Game Four, and that was it.
1: That's mm. that, when they that's, gave away that big lead. Yep.
0: Yeah, and this like had they lost this game, that would have been the game. This would have been it. That if they lose yeah. this, four series, out of five is a,
1: a tough, a tough. Yeah, play. and
0: and and the fact that they were you know kind of faced with that situation and faced with that potential outcome, and just dug deep and held houston to 17 points in the fourth quarter i'm sure we could go through all of the quarters that houston has played this year and i would be shocked if there was another one that they only scored 17 points in i don't yeah, think that, that was that an impressive right
1: performance now. yeah Now really go, go ahead, ahead well, I was no, just going to ask, super... like, what happened? <laughs> like, uh... Yeah, man, super interesting game. Super interesting game on the defensive end. We started out uh, very well. We trapped Harden with with great effectiveness in the first quarter. And we took a lot of our defensive attention off of Russell Westbrook. We've got AD on Westbrook as an assignment from the beginning of a play. And what that allows AD to do is roam a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. when if you give up that rotational three to to Westbrook, like, you live with that you you mm-hmm. be okay and As that allowed an by AD that AD.
0: screenshot which is one of the rudest things you, <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs>
1: that
0: you're ever going to see where russ is standing there at the at the wing with the, with the ball and nobody was in, is within 15 feet of him
1: that's right and uh the Lakers did a great job of, you know, when you bring that extra tension onto Harden with the trap, you got to take it away from somewhere. And they did a, a great job of deciding and, and executing how to take it away from there, right? Because if not everybody is locked in on their closeouts and on their rotations, you might mean to have it end up in Russ's hands, but it actually ends up with P.J. Tucker in the corner for a three. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of, it was it was interesting, that was such a a game indicative of the Lakers mentality. When we're locked in, we're dominant defensively. And we saw, like, we we double teamed Harden, so that makes it four on three everywhere else, putting us at a disadvantage. But we're so fast on our rotations when we are really locked in that that ends up with Robert Covington, PJ Tucker, those guys having to attack closeouts and make drive and kick decisions their own. Like, it's one thing if it's Russ or Harden on a drive and kick. If we've got those guys driving and kicking, all of a sudden we've got a great advantage there. So, uh, but we started to slip a little bit right as we got more confident we got more cocky kind of about like oh we got this we had big like we got this type of energy Mm -hmm. and they've got a haymaker they scored 17 in that fourth quarter but in the third they scored 41 (laughs) 41. (laughs) they smoked (laughs) us in the first six minutes of of that quarter and a big part of that they they made a nice adjustment houston did of they dragged that trap out farther away Mm -hmm. and made sure that eric gordon and pj tucker were on the wing and corner Gordon on the wing Tucker in the corner on the weak side so when that skip pass happened Gordon's great at that wing three and then Tucker is great at that corner three and when combined with kind of like a more relaxed approach we give up 41 then also a further run
0: like you're asking Danny Green to run all the way across the court
1: no that's a great point that that's absolutely the case is that's the reason that Harden with back dribble and mm-hmm. bring those two defenders with him more and so that makes like you said it, that you've got to recover a, a, f- a Further a farther distance and uh, that's a tough ask And then in the fourth quarter We mixed it up a little more. You yes. made a great point on twitter talking about mixing it up And we started to incorporate a one two two or a three two zone depending on how you choose to define it um, I, I call it a one two two. Um, we started Using some one-two-two two zone, which I thought was a great adjustment because mm-hmm. the Rockets are so built on that five-out spacing. And in order to do that, you have to have two guys on the wings and two guys in the corner. And zones are weak in the spots where guys aren't, but it's going to be strong against the wings because the two yeah, guys on if you're the matching top, well, the zone with where they're going to be standing anyway. Right, and it can be tough on corner shooters, but we've got the athletes between AD and Kuzma and LeBron to be able to close out to those corner shooters from there. So I thought like it was the first, uh, we did a couple possessions in the first game, but we used it more, especially in that fourth quarter. I love the zone adjustment. So this was just a super interesting game of back and forth adjustments, great playoff basketball, and Lakers really flipped that switch from that 41-point quarter to that 17-point quarter it's
0: great because you know we're gonna go back and rewatch it and it's gonna be actually fun to rewatch it like there are those games that you have mm-hmm. to go back and rewatch, and you're like Fuck, bro know. you're
1: telling me doing this job like i still have <laughs> the same fan, fan fan feelings of like man i don't want to listen to fucking podcasts or radio or watch tv after a lakers <laughs> loss I don't want now to i have to myself. make those things no i and i didn't want to listen to it when i was just not covering the team i don't like if we lost yeah. a playoff game like it's radio silence. I yeah. listen to any of that, and now yeah. I got to create the stuff. Right, <laughs> we lose a game, so this is going to be a lot, a lot more entertaining to do that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to get back because that was a point that I'm not. I'm not here to pat myself on the shoulder, but I always feel like when you're going up against a great offensive player, you cannot like just imagine facing a great bait. You know, a, a great hitter in baseball, and just throwing fastballs at him. You know. Like just imagine, just imagine you're going up against a great tennis player and every time you are, you know, you're hitting the ball, it's always down the sideline. It's always at their, at their forehand. It's always at their backhand, even if it's their weakness that you're going up against this is going to be, you know, they're going to fall into a rhythm at some point.
1: Yeah. Just that variance in mixing it up in what they see, you know, it's, there's, there's great deal of value in that because basketball is so, so great because like, it's got that rock, paper, scissors quality to it where, yeah. you know, rock beats scissors, but scissors beats paper and paper beats rock. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're doing the same thing every time, like I, something's going to beat it. Eventually there's I'm something it. that beats, there's something that beats every type of defense. Yeah, there's some there's it's got a weakness. Every defense has a weakness, and it's got strengths. And if, uh, if you're just seeing the same thing over and over again, it becomes very easy decision and basketball is so decision heavy that, that that's absolutely the case. You got to mix it up.
0: Yeah, I, I was I was getting kind of frustrated during that third quarter because it just felt like, like not only when Harden was backing up, not only did they because usually when a player backs up like that, the, the person trapping can just back off. Mm-hmm. That's where you want him to go. <laughs> when, right. If he's backing up to 50 feet away from the basket, you say, we did our job. Mm-hmm. We're good here. And and what was kind of frustrating to watch was that Harden's backing up, and we're going out and we're chasing him. And I'm saying we. You know this is a playoff game That's when right. I'm hey, saying when we. When you are. Yeah. yeah,
1: I love it. <laughs> uh,
0: but when, when, when the Lakers are going out there and chasing him 50 feet away from the basket – you're enabling him to become like, he's a, he's a, he's a special passer. Like he's going to, and, and he's very smart. Like this is actually part of the reason why I hate him goading for fouls. Cause I think he's a fantastic player. Doesn't have to do that crap, but he's so good at, you know, basically if you think like a quarterback, sitting back in the pocket and using that space and using that time to pick you apart. And, and the Lakers, I thought in the third quarter were really allowing him to do so. And and in the fourth quarter, they used all these different methods of going at him, and also, by the way, staying super disciplined with wherever the ball was going. Like that, the other thing that was pissing me off in the third quarter was that they weren't being disciplined. They were, we're going to go double Eric Gordon on this one. We're going to go double Russell Westbrook on this one. And it's like no, we don't. You don't have to do that. You, when Eric Gordon has the ball, just make sure you either contest the three pointer. Or don't let him get all the way to the, the to the three point line, but you don't need to go double him, and you definitely don't need to go double Russell Westbrook thirty feet away from the <laughs> basket. You don't even have to fucking guard him out there. So just like back off and let him make
1: his own mistake. And eventually, in the fourth quarter, he did. I thought a big, a lot of that were – everything you're describing there are mental mistakes, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the lack of focus, the last lack of like, do we really want to rotate off of Gordon again? So he gets his fifth free, like, this guy's on fire, maybe we, you know, it's it's those types of things that when you've got that, like, oh, we got this type mentality, and I'm glad Lakers got houston's haymaker in that third quarter right like they need to they can't i remember this game earlier in the regular season right where we went down like 15 to nothing or 15 to 2 or something like that to the washington wizards we ended up winning by 30 or something like that right those stretches where you're like yeah we're fine this is a houston team that is tremendously equipped to jump yeah all over you when you let your guard down. So we've got to really like when we were locked in, in this game on defense, we saw it in that first quarter. We saw it in that fourth quarter and parts of the second. um, When we defend like that, like they can't hang with us, but if we don't bring our best, Mm -hmm. they are going to smoke us in those minutes. And they did tonight.
0: Yep. Let's take a quick second here. When we come back, we have to talk about Rondo. We have to Mm -hmm. like, I am contractually obligated uh, and, and, uh, great. and, we'll get to that. <laughs> Let's He's take great. a quick second. We'll get to that. Today's show is brought to you in part by DoorDash. Look, I don't know about you guys, but for, for my wife and I, we could not possibly have gotten through this entire situation without the help of drivers for DoorDash. And, uh, the fact that we now are, are partnered with them in this way, uh, is actually the kind of thing that like when we, when I saw that we were partnered with them, it was it was something that I, I could not have been happier to announce and then and then try to get you guys to support. Uh, they have every type of food that you might be looking for. They have partnerships with uh, restaurants that are national chains. They have mom and pop restaurants in their in their directory. Personally, I try to lean towards helping out the mom and pop shop. Restaurants, because those are the ones that were hit the hardest over all of this. And DoorDash makes that incredibly easy to do. They have the contactless delivery, which has been great uh, for somebody like me who I'm there every so often. I have to run back, change Avery's diaper, and uh, I'm doing so while the food might be getting dropped off there. They can just set it out there. I go pick it up when I have a chance and it's gonna be nice and fresh. And and I can uh, just kind of go about my day In the best and smoothest way possible. And it's all because of the way that DoorDash handles their business. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and $0 delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off your first delivery and zero delivery fees on your, again, your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget that's locked on NBA is your promo code for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. This is where I find Twitter funny, like legitimately funny to me. And I'll see people on Twitter, and my mentions are all basically oh, you're probably so pissed. You have to talk about Rondo because he was good, and you actually have to compliment Rondo because he was good. And my thing is, like, Rajon Rondo helped my favorite team win a playoff game that they yes.
1: absolutely had to fucking win. So Yes, he did. <laughs> we get mad at him because he, he plays like crap. And if yeah. he plays – if anybody – it's not personal, man. Like, we're rooting for the Lakers. Yeah. And we want all of those guys to play well. If guys play like crap, we're not going to like them. If guys play well, we're going to be all about it. And he was freaking great tonight.
0: Yeah. So, I want to get down to why he was great and figure out whether or not it's sustainable. And there are a couple things. Do I think he's going to be a plus 28 very often moving forward? Probably not. But I've always thought that the way that you make Rajon Rondo the most effective is by getting out and running, right? Because he's going to be playing, especially if he's playing in single big sets or lineups where AD is your big, you get AD out there and you run. Because if you're in the half court with Rondo out there, and you're asking AD to go get you a bucket, well, that means you're going to have an extra defender in the middle of the key because Rondo is out there. But if you're mm-hmm. running, Rondo is very good at making those decisions there. And the defense isn't set. And, 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 and uh, that's a more manageable situation. And I thought in the minutes that Rondo was in there, uh, A, the Lakers were getting stops necessary to get out and run. And then B, I thought he was doing a very good job at forcing the issue and, and forcing everybody to get out there and run. LeBron, I thought, did it the best, but I, I that's LeBron James. But I thought right. Rondo in particular, like if he's going to be good, if we're going to see playoff Rondo, it's going to be in the transition game.
1: A set, that's a great point. That lineup, I love – so we benched Dwight in this game, right? Yeah, and which those- I don't
0: think is going to continue because JaVale's hurt.
1: Yeah, it depends on the severity of, of Javel's injury. Mm-hmm. But we went with some no big lineups, right? Yeah. So that lineup of Rondo, Caruso, LeBron, Kuz, and Morris, right? They played eight and a half minutes. They were a plus twenty-one. Yeah. They shot 14 of 16 all four of Rondo's or all four of Markeith Morris's first quarter threes were assisted by Rondo. And they were all like rhythm type shots or spot ups with your feet set. They were like the little nuances of a point guard and that are the difference between Rondo and Caruso, right? Mm-hmm. That in the way that like, I'm gonna on in transition, I'm going to, it's like, say it's not a fast break, but it's, I'm going to dribble and kind of dribble in front of your defender. So when I kick it back to you, you're stepping in and I'm setting this yeah. totally Pseudo, legal Pseudo, yeah. but moving screen, right? But it's legal, but, yeah. and I, I'm just gonna run interference. And it's like the, that little, those little nuances or that, you know, he fired a great skip pass to the corner for the fourth three that Morris hit. But what I was most impressed by was his defense. Mm-hmm. That was the most, we're talking about being locked in. He was deep in a stance. When he was on the weak side, he was, smart. Uh, you know, yes, yeah, very smart, smart yeah. and engaged. Uh, you know, he had five steals tonight. And that's one of, you know, not always a great measurable stat, but that was indicative of he's he's a guy that, because he's so smart, he can be a half step. He can anticipate, right? He can see what's about to happen. And those guys can be, even when they're not great on ball defenders, they can be really good help defenders because the guys are the offensive player on the other side of the court is often having to make a skip pass decision. Do I go here or there? And he, if he, if he knows where they're going to go, like a half second, a split second ahead of time, he can get there. And he had, you know, a a, a few steals that were of that nature. And that was something with Rondo where like, yeah, we need a second ball handler. But if you can't defend on this team, especially, like, I, I just don't see a spot for you. That was the best defensive performance of Rondo's tenure as a Laker. And if we get that guy in terms of like, it was nice to see that he could do it. That's the type of thing. Like if you can do it once, you can do it again because it wasn't, it wasn't something that he did anything outside of his capability. He was just so much more engaged in this than he is during the regular season that like we always heard about playoff Rondo and in game one, it sure wasn't playoff Rondo hadn't played for a long time. This guy right here, that's a game changer. That's a guy that that guy that we saw tonight can be a big contributor for what we're hoping to do.
0: I still am not comfortable with twenty nine minutes of Rajon Rondo.
1: Twenty nine minute minutes of that Rajon Rondo, I'm totally fine with. Well,
0: I, I I just don't think we're gonna get that Rajon. Like that's the best Rajon Rondo that we're gonna get.
1: That's that's fine. Then don't play him twenty nine minutes. then yeah. So we don't get that guy. But tonight, I got I got no problem with it.
0: Yeah, I, it's just I. So here's my here's my one bit of cold water I'm gonna throw on on the equation here. mm Hmm. If you look at the number of performances that we've seen from Rajan Rondo, the ones like this are exponentially outnumbered by game one, right? Game one type performances. I mean, but he's
1: never played in a playoff game for us either.
0: Well, but right? I'm saying, but like just in general though, like what we've seen, he's played in meaningful games. Like he's played in games that matter and, and not look I great bet. in those ones.
1: I you mean, know. sort of. Like they're not meaningful, like playoff games.
0: Sure. You know? But I mean, game game
1: one was a playoff game, and he was awful. Like he was bad out there. He was and- awful. He was, and and we'll see, right? There's also got to be some degree of slack for like he hadn't played in five six months, right? Mm-hmm. And and. Uh, like I'm just saying like this guy tonight there's no reason he can't get in a defensive stance there's no reason he can't be engaged on the weak side there's no reason he can't push the ball in transition and hit shooters trailing on on kickbacks right like the way that he like yes if we're just tr- strictly talking uh how many good games has he had with us versus how many bad games of mm-hmm. course but it was because of like how he played because he was dying on screens because he wasn't defending because he wasn't uh, you know the ball would stick with him I'm just saying like the things that he did tonight, he can do that again. It's not like he hit four out of six from three or something that's like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. He can push the ball again. He can do all, Mm -hmm. get in a stance. He can be on the weak side. That's why I'm like, I'm more, I'm more encouraged that than I am like worried that this is just an, an apparition that's only going to happen once.
0: I guess I'm, I, I've just been – I've seen too much of Rondo to just, like, just willingly go out there and say, Fine, great, Lakers got playoff Rondo. This is fantastic. No, yo,
1: I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying <laughs> – I'm saying tonight was repeatable.
0: Yeah, I think I, – I here's where I think it's the most repeatable. They're going up against Russell Westbrook. And that gives you somebody – because Rondo, like, when, when I think he's at his best defensively, he's not getting blown by by the person he's guarding which he's going to get blown by shooters, right? Like people who are, are – he has to pay attention to uh, as a, a perimeter threat from three-point range, and you have to get up into their body. Those guys are going to go by him whenever they want. Um, but with, with, with Westbrook, he can back off a little bit, and it gives him an extra step to be able to keep uh, Russ in front of him. The other thing, too, is because Westbrook is so bad on, as a shooter – Rondo can also go out there and just wreak havoc as kind of a Rover, you know, and, 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 and now you're, you're allowing him to, to be his best type of team defender. Right. That plays into his strength defensively. Right. Yeah. So, so I would say like, if I, if I were Vogel one thing, or not even trying to give Vogel any kind of advice here, but one thing to watch for, I think is, Will Rondo's minutes match up as best as they possibly can with Westbrook's minutes? Because I think that those going up against Westbrook is, is I think that's the best version of defensive Rondo that you're going to get, which by the way, if you get a good version of a defensive Rondo, that means you can get out and transition
1: more effectively than if you're getting the ball out of the basket. That, that lineup that was the plus 21 in eight and a half minutes, those are the minutes when Harden's on the bench, right? And the mm-hmm. offense is being led by Houston. The offense is being led by Westbrook. So that particular lineup against that particular group, really, that was a great, uh, like, that's the time to play that yeah. group. And it speaks to your point. Yep. Let's take one more quick second here. When we come back,
0: I want to talk about Anthony Davis. I want to talk about LeBron. And I want to talk about what how we look at this series now moving forward. Today's show is also brought to you in part by Built Bar. Look, you guys are, you know, potentially still enjoying your guys' uh, long weekend. And you might have had a, a, a few adult beverages. And sometimes because of that, you forget to fully uh, nourish yourself and nourish your body uh, for to, to keep up with your busy schedule over this, this fun and busy weekend. And the best way that I have found uh, that I can do that is just pack a couple of those built Bars in the cooler that I pack everything else in. And as I realize, oh crap, I haven't eaten since so-and-so time, I'll just reach into the bag, grab one of those bars, knock it out really quickly. And I am now well-equipped to deal with whatever I'm gonna put my body through over the course of a long weekend. And uh, builtbar.com is where you're gonna find this great product. And if you enter promo code locked on, you will be able to get $10 off, not just your first order, but all of your subsequent orders. And so what I'm telling you to do is again, go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, save $10 off your orders, and then tell your friends when you're out there enjoying this long weekend and you reach into your cooler, maybe pack an extra one, show your friend and say, Hey, you got to try this out. It's, it's a, it's a cheat code. And then maybe tell them, Hey, if you're going to check out builtbar.com, use promo code locked and you save 10, locked on, and you'll save ten bucks. So again, that's builtbar.com promo code locked on uh, to try and eat and enjoy the best protein bars on the market. All right, so I recorded this uh, the, the podcast immediately after the game with Jazz, and he called me basically a you know a wet blanket, a party pooper, all these things. Because uh, he asked me about Anthony Davis, and I told him I'm still not thrilled with his approach, and not not all of it is necessarily <laughs> his fault um you know I, I some of some of the way Davis is going about his scoring is a result of the way that they're asking him to go about his scoring, so it's not was
1: that was that fifteen for twenty four tonight not to your liking well, fifteen of twenty
0: four on a lot of step back and fade away contested twos he only shot six three or free throws <laughs> that is like that if you if, if you were to ask me you know hey if i would just tell you pete anthony davis only shot six free throws in the game do you think that was a good game would you I mean, think like would you think that would be a good
1: game most nights that that stat on its own would not be enough to make a determination like obviously you want him to make more but the that midi that uh, that matters in the playoffs that it shot does. is a it big does. shot in the playoffs and it and is. like he's been i mean if it wasn't shooting so well on him you know, but like, he's been smoking hot since the beginning of the playoffs mm-hmm. on, on those shots. And I thought he did a good job, he's done a good job of like getting into a rhythm and into a bounce. Like he's much less effective when he's rigid and it's face up, right? But it's yeah. like jab step, step back, you know, attacking closeouts, floaters, things like that. I, I loved, AD's game. Like, is he going to take some difficult shots that he's going to miss? And when he misses them, you're like, oh, that's a terrible shot. But he's he's making a lot of those, man. They're, they're superstar shots. It's like, why you build your team around superstars is that, like you know, there's so much talk about Harden being this elite post defender now. Like, not against, Anthony Davis has smoked him on every switch. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, man, like he's, let, I, I'm over the, let let that man cook as long as he is uh, is is doing that. That's an important shot in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I look so long as he's making him okay. But you know me, I'm a slave (laughs) to process, man. Like I, I am a slave to process, and like generally speaking, the best Anthony Davis is not falling away or drifting side to side, facing the basket. Like that's not, that's not the kind of Davis that you that I prefer to see. Now, I just like we talked about earlier. So PJ Tucker is an elite defender, right? I I think Mm -hmm. we would so. Uh, just like we talked about with James Harden being an elite offensive player, one thing I, I, I want to see from Davis is continue to mix it up with Tucker. And I thought there were there were stretches where he did. Like one of my favorite, the the most like rambunctious I got in response to a play in the game was uh, the ball found Davis in the corner, Tucker closed out hard on him. He pump faked, got a shoulder by him. He was a little off balance, right? But he he went baseline and made like a layup, uh, you know, going going to the basket or kind of fading away to the basket. But still, it was a drive to the basket that he scored on, and that got like that got me the most stoked about a, a Davis play, you know, because mm-hmm. because I, I think it's important that Tucker does see Davis go straight by him on occasion. Just it is right. It's not just jumpers. Sure, sure. Yeah, and and like. If if Davis, you know, if, if Davis is making or taking, you know, seven or eight of those tough mid range fall away jumpers, that's a fine number for me. But I do want more free throws from him. Like that's just six free throws is 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 not to me very indicative of the kind of game I, I think is sustainable from Davis moving forward.
1: All right, I'll I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, last thing here. I want to talk about LeBron. Um, To me, him pushing the ball as hard as he did in the fourth quarter symbolized he he knows how to beat these guys now. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just that if I were a Houston fan, seeing him push it so, like, go out of his way to push it so hard on offense, that would make me really nervous as if I was a Rockets fan. Because Mm -hmm. that's him identifying a weakness, understanding how to beat said weakness, and also having the skill set to just absolutely dominate those guys because of of that weakness that they have. Um, Mm -hmm. That, like of everything that we saw in the game tonight, whether it's playoff Rondo showing up, whether it's Markeith Morris knocking down shots, Kuzma going six of seven, Davis going 15 of 24, to me, what makes me the most... Uh, excited or confident in how the series might play out was the way LeBron pushed it because that yeah. he can't, he can't, he can't be guarded in those spots.
1: No, they, they can't guard him in transition. That's why yeah. like when we're yeah. at our best, we're going to look like a conquering horde, like a, like an army, you know, yeah. like a, remember loot train, Mongolian remember army? Our loot train yeah.
0: in game of Thrones where like the, the, um the horse riders or whatever were like the riding Dolphins. on their horse uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then you know you think that's intimidating enough because they're like standing up on their horse and firing off bows you know arrows and stuff and you're like oh my god that looks awful and then over the top flies a freaking dragon like <laughs> that to me is mm-hmm. when the lakers look their best yeah. then you have lebron it's a freaking dragon This.
1: <laughs> yeah like, they would like you?
0: the right no the d- doth rocky yeah <laughs> there you go there's the word there it is yeah
1: yeah uh That's that's and when he really asserted himself in transition in the, that's something that Houston can't stop. Houston's also a team like they're novel. There's a great deal of novelty. So the longer the series goes on, the more we have an advantage. Saw this with OKC too. mm -hmm, Like teams eventually start to figure out Houston. It's a different style of basketball. Like they're playing a slightly different sport than everybody else is. Mm -hmm. And that combined with, you know, the long layoff and all of that, it. it, Houston's best opportunities in this series are going to be earlier in this series. That's why this, this one was so big, right? Like yeah. the, the, the f- further this gets into the series, the more we'll have answers and solutions for what they do. Cause what they do doesn't change that much. They'll make small adjustments within, you know, to, to react to our adjustments, but they're, Fundamentally who they are is not going to change. And yeah, that assertiveness from LeBron is going to be just crucial the rest of the series because that's the other thing that we can do and compromise a defense, aside from, you know, AD shooting those those contested 16 footers, right? Is that no nope, they don't really have anybody who can like they have to send so much attention to LeBron that it creates opportunities. Our Shooters were really good in this one, right? Hopefully, that that's the one thing that I'm, you know, if our shooters don't quite shoot so well, maybe this is a we're, yeah. we're speaking a little differently. But I did see what you're talking about there of just like the team and LeBron specifically just figuring them out a little more.
0: Yeah, that's 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 the big one. And then the other thing too with LeBron pushing it the way that he does, like Covington can't pick up those uh, those fouls to stop transition play. You know mm-hmm. Tucker can't pick up those fouls. You can't waste fouls on stuff like that if you're those two players because those, those, in my opinion, aside from Harden, those are the two most important Rockets on that roster. Um, and, and so if, if the Lakers can actually get out and run and, and make a point of doing so enough consistently throughout the, the game, I just don't see how, how the Rockets beat them. Before we get out of here, uh, I think both you and I had the Lakers winning this series. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, does this game and the way it played out make you feel any differently about how quickly they can do so? Or do you still think this is a relatively lengthy series?
1: Yeah, it's, I still think that, you know, I I think six games, seven games, I think that they pose some problems for us. Right. And Mm -hmm. we're a team that's so it's going to be so dependent upon how focused we can be because we've done this throughout the season of like having these, points where we're just not as locked in as we were earlier in the game and Houston will smoke us in those minutes in ways that other teams don't and it it really is going to swing and and hinge on that is do we take them seriously when we've got a 12 point lead are we still rotating and still making sure we're doing the things that got us that 12 15 point lead Mm -hmm. because we saw man we were up 16 and then some people I know some people like went to the bathroom or to get something from the fridge and it came back like, what the hell? Like, which is, cause it went away quick, you know, and yep. and, and they will do that. So um, that said it, we shot well, which we'll see if, you know, that's something we can't always count on, but we did survive a 22 for 53 performance from them. They hit 22 threes and we won the game. So there is some degree of, of, you know, they got hot as well, which yeah. will happen from time to time. But I do think that, the longer it goes, I yeah, I I think six seven games is is where this series is going to go.
0: Yeah, I don't see the Lakers winning four straight against Houston, um, but I don't think I don't see Houston winning two more. So I think to so six, still, yeah, I, st- I think this still finishes at six, maybe five, depending on how disciplined the Lakers are and how often they hit shots. Like I don't know if we can rely on Mark on Mar- Making four out of five three-pointers. Sure, sure. Uh, but even there, though, like, KCP only goes two of five. Danny Green goes three of six, you know. Uh, the, the the one to pay attention to is Rondo shooting. He only goes one of five on the night from three-point range and was still a plus 28. And given how wide open he's going to be, mm-hmm. as soon as he gets into more of a rhythm, I feel like he's going to yeah. hit maybe one or two more of those.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a two for, two for five type,
0: yeah. Yeah, so so we'll see. I mean, I don't want to turn this into a big math problem here because it was a fun enough night in and, in and of itself. And there are very few better buzz kills than, than math lessons. But, but I still think, you know, if the Lakers can get out and run and we got to see what's going on here with Javale's uh, foot, uh, and and whether or not Dwight just steps in.
1: If if Javale is hurt, do you think Dwight just starts starting? Oof. You know, Dwight not playing at all, I think spoke kind of volumes. I I wonder if they go with Morris or if they go with Kuzma. If they they just go away from that. Entirely. I'm very mm-hmm. curious to see if because Dwight's issues are on the perimeter defensively. That's why mm-hmm. they hunted him. You know, he played eight minutes in the first half and it was they attacked him as often as they could. Right. And then it was three minutes in the second half and then he didn't play at all in this mm-hmm. game, which I thought was a really fantastic adjustment by by Vogel. With Javel being out, he can't quite replicate. Javel's a little better on the perimeter defensively than, uh, is than Dwight is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that said, that lineup. We talk about the starters so often, right? But that lineup, that small ball lineup that we had of no bigs preserving that lineup against the non hardened lineups, those Westbrook led groups that you pointed out mm-hmm. is I think we're not going to go plus 21 and shoot 14 for 16 or whatever ridiculous thing. Yeah. But I do think that we can have, 15? can it be? Yeah. 13? I, I think that's a great lineup for us against that lineup for Houston. So there's probably value in not starting Morris right or, or not not starting kuzma right and just inserting Dwight so that you can maintain that rotation so I I suppose within the context of that I just talked myself into yeah if Javel's out start Dwight I,
0: I still think there's a way to to be able to can keep that lineup together and match up those minutes against the hardenless lineup the one thing I was as you were talking about it the one thing that why did Rivers only play seven? Did he get hurt?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. I didn't even didn't even think about that. Maybe maybe that was D'Antoni. So he's very tight with his rotations. But that's a, that's a curious one for sure.
0: Because so the reason I ask about Rivers, they don't have anybody else on their team who can do any kind of creating, right? Mm-hmm. And I I would say probably if I were D'Antoni, I would probably match up like the minutes that Harden sits, I would have to have Rivers out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and maybe even not Westbrook. So maybe try to sit Harden and Westbrook at the same time and bring in Rivers and hope that that can get you by for the, you know, couple minutes here and a couple minutes there that Harden isn't playing. You're only talking about, he played 39 minutes. So you're only talking about nine total minutes that you have to get by. But but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to look. I I'm, I'm really interested to see what uh what Vogel opts for here and uh and I'm just happy to be able to go into tomorrow and not freaking out about being oh down oh two that would that is not something that that I would have uh, particularly enjoyed all right that's gonna do it for this episode of the Lockdown Lakers podcast thank you guys very much for tuning in thank you very much to the Lakers for not making me freak out about being down oh two appreciate that you guys uh I will be back. I'm going to answer all of the questions as we switched it up. So tomorrow's show is going to be a mailbag show. So get your questions in the form of a five-star review on iTunes. And then I'll also go back into the questions that you guys had for Pete and me uh, earlier, I guess last week, when he and I answered questions together. So uh, that'll be for tomorrow's show. And then Pete and I will be back to recap uh, Tuesday night. Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you.